With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by GlanviaConnect.com. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming programme. Once again, I have a very busy show for you. This week, on this week's programme, I'll discuss the ongoing COVID-19 problems in our meat plants, which has resulted in the lockdown of three Midland counties. I'll also talk to Glambia Group Managing Director Siobhan Talbot about their first half results, which were announced earlier in the week, and also about coping with COVID. Plus, I'll hear how agritourism has been affected by COVID. I'll talk to Oliver Gorman, award-winning Glacier Farmhouse in Belly McCarberry. And as usual... We love our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, with several outbreaks at meat plants in the Midlands have prompted the government to introduce a regular testing programme for factory workers. Indeed, a very serious situation which has been brewing over the weeks, indeed over the months as well. And covering it, Body Irish Farmers Journal and a woman very much with her handle on what's happening as regards the meat plants is Hannah Quinn Mulligan, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal. Hannah Quinn Mulligan, welcome to our programme. Thank you very much for having me. Hannah, as I said, this has been a very serious scenario, but it hasn't been brewing literally in the last week. This has been gone for weeks and months and a lot of people on the outside feel that actually should have been taken sooner than what we're seeing happening this week. You're right, it's been going on a long time and we've seen internal documents that were submitted to NETID that shows that the first cluster in a meat factory was on the 11th of March, it was reported. So we're going back quite a long time there and we do know even before this, say, second wave in meat factories that there were a number of almost explosive outbreaks. There were up to 20 facilities up to the beginning of June and some of those facilities had over 100 cases and we can see that from the NETID document. So it is concerning and I guess a lot of questions are going to be asked as well as in how did Ireland maybe not look at other countries say England and Germany Mm. where the first local lockdowns were sparked by um, outbreaks in meat factories I saw a timeline you had on the journal when I looked at it the 11th of March NEFA documents show HSE had been notified on the first meat factory cluster so that's back the 11th of March we're now in mid-August yeah that's right and I think maybe it's important to say that while there have been 26 clusters in meat factories and um, a cluster is only two or more people so some have been quite small cases some have been quite large and those 26 clusters but there's 56 meat plants uh, large scale meat plants in Ireland and while some have obviously been challenged by COVID-19 we do know that some have had no cases at all and, and uh, HC protocol has been maintained so it does seem to be almost on a factory by fact basis and how right. individual management in each factory has coped with it. Obviously as regards the whole structure of a meat plant and the, the beef line, the killing line, the production line. It's really a huge opportunity for COVID to thrive in and then with a lot of foreign nationals and people in their living facilities as well. So there's an ongoing complication there that isn't easy to solve. Yeah, complication is probably the right word. I mean, a lot of, a lot of time that's been said is that, you know, meat factories weren't made for two metre social distancing. Well, no workplace was really made for two metre social distancing and we know that now as we're all kind of heading back to work ourselves, but it is a bit harder on a, on a processing
bowling line and especially in the de-bowling hall. That's where a lot of the issues seem to be occurring. I've heard from various people who work in them. Just because people are quite close together, it can be quite noisy and um, the temperature as well seems to be really conducive to the spread of the virus. And there's a new investigation out that shows that the virus is more likely to spread in that kind of low temperature conditions you find in meat factories. So I, I, I guess it's kind of being the perfect storm in, in some cases. Um, but that's, you know, quite sad and that's what's led to um, the local lockdown in these three counties definitely being part of it. And now the government has stepped up and say they're going to introduce testing measures. Now, as regards, fortunately, down here in Warford with Dawn and ABP and in Ferrybank in, in Granny and indeed Carl's Cross as well, we've been very fortunate. As regards the regular testing programme now for factory workers, as regards continuing production, as regards shutdown within the whole period, did many plants actually shut down for, for, for many days or were they able to keep going in some fashion? So we know that the blanket testing happened in a number of plants. So say um, Keypack Watergrass Hill, Keypack App League, there were, um, Rostera, the HSE stepped in and did blanket testing. But production seems to have kind of kept going with the workers who were um, feeling all right, although at a re- much reduced capacity. And we know that some pig farmers, say, had their kind of loads cancelled or put back because the, pro- the work force of the processing lines was limited. I guess what we're wondering now with this testing, which we, we expect actually to happen quite soon, is whether processing at the plant is going to be suspended while testing takes place. Now, all indicators point that that won't happen, that the HSC testing will start on a weekly basis in meat factories. Processing will continue unless there are issues. But I guess from IBEX's point of view and Meat Industry Ireland's point of view is that they want the HSC to take into account okay. that if it's only a small number of people who test positive that the plant won't be closed. Now the four plants in question of course you have Kildare Chilling, Carl's Cuisine, Irish Dog Foods and O'Brien's Fine Foods across three counties Kildare, Leash and Offaly. For the people there indeed for the farming community there it's a very worrying time for everyone involved there. It is. I mean everyone's primary concern here is the health and safety of not not just you know factory workers but also the surrounding community as well. That's priority number one. But also when you look from a farmer's point of view we only have to think of the tractor protests last year to know how concerned farmers are about competition in terms of getting beef and lamb prices. Mm. And the thing about Kildare Chilling, it's the only slaughter plant out of the four plants that's been closed down. So the only one that takes live animals and processes them. And a lot of farmers have already said that that's a terrible blow for them. And there's some concern as well that other meat factories are using the closure of Kildare Chilling to try and bring down prices because Kildare Chilling is actually seen as one of the more individual independent and they process up to around kind of 15,000 lambs a week and quite a lot of cattle as well every single week and I mean it's so valued just to give you this, this one example where I'm right. from in Limerick farmers actually send quite a big load of cattle um, collectively up from Limerick to Kildare Chilling every week because they feel they get a better price in Kildare Chilling so you know you have to take that into account as well that it has been a big blow for some farmers out there Finally Hannah you've been dealing with with this topic over the last few weeks and months indeed you've been talking to all the main players particularly the um, farming organisation the factories themselves the management the workers HSE SIP2 where do you see it going from here or do you feel the next week or 10 days is critical as regards the outcome here it is definitely um, critical because there's been such an enhanced kind of spotlight on the whole meat factory situation and I guess there's a couple of different angles here that you know I suppose workers rights have been been a big one that have been highlighted there's been a lot of concern around that but also a lot of concern around you know is this another element of the cheap food policy you know that we've seen farmers being impacted by the cheap 
food policy for years and years and is this not another angle to it that we're seeing now so you know in the immediate future I think testing is definitely going to be brought in and we'll have to see how strongly the HSE react to um, positive cases in meat factories but uh, going forward as well in the future I think definitely there's going to be a lot more meetings between SIP2 and Meat Industry Ireland like we saw this week happening Butlet is definitely on it as you said the next week 10 days is critical Hannah Quinn Mulligan news correspondent Irish Farmers Journal who's been covering this whole topic of the meat factory COVID-19 scenario. Thanks for taking our call and listen, keep up the good work and let's hope we will have good news in the next week, 10 days. Thanks very much, Karen. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. And you welcome back to part two of Farm View. Now, before we hear all about how agri-tourism has been affected by COVID, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. Turning to our farmer markets and country markets, very busy at the moment and a fantastic array of artisan foods available at country markets right across the city and county. This Saturday and every Saturday morning, Warford Farmers Market, John Robert Square. And also on Saturday mornings, of course, with the Strabley Farmers Market, now trading outdoors in Strabley every Saturday morning. On Sundays, it's Lismore Farmers Market at Castle Avenue, Lismore, running from 10 until 4. While also on Sundays, we'll have Ardmore Farmers Market, running from 11 until 3, just off the beach car park in Ardmore. Thursday mornings, it's Dungarvan Farmers Market, Grattan Square, Dungarvan, every Thursday morning from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings, we've the Dungarvan Country Markets at the Causeway Tennis Club in Abbeyside, running from 9 till half past 1. And also on Friday mornings in the city, we've Warford Country Markets in St. Olaf's Hall, running from 9 until 1. Very busy time indeed at the Marts at the moment. Of course, this Saturday, we've cattle and calf sale at Warford Ras Mart in Uras, commencing from 10 o'clock. While on Monday mornings and every Monday morning, we've cattle and calf sales in Dungarvan, running from 11. And don't forget, all Mart sales are now online at livestocklive.com, with bids taken from both ringside and online, which has proven to be very popular with both buyers and sellers. Now noting from Town Hickey for Warford Forest Owners Group who are doing such great work across the county, a special outdoor meeting and information meeting will be held on Monday night next. It's for forest roadways, turntables, costs and grants involved, filling licence application, all you need to know about forestation. Monday half past seven, you meet in the Shanaki pub car park and then you drive to the forest site with COVID safety precautions very much in place. So Monday night the 17th, 7.30 in the Shanaki pub car park for a forest site information meeting and open meeting for all involved in the forest area. Now to our show jumping, very busy time at the moment in the show jumping, Beachfield Sports Horse Jump Cross, well their centre in Kappa are continuing every Thursday and every Saturday with activities for horses and ponies, but don't forget at Datefield Diary, the finals of these leagues is taking place on Thursday the 27th, so a fantastic setup out there in Beachfield Kappa with cross country course as well as a standard jumping arena as well while also hive activity of course is Jerome's Shanachill House Equestrian Centre in Kilmac. They're ongoing every Friday evening from five with their unregistered pony series and don't forget the finals will take place in Shanachill on Friday August the 28th. We'll have more details on next week's programme. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, the tourism sector, of course, has been badly hit because of COVID-19. So to find out how the agri-tourism sector has been affected, we're joined from the Ballymacabry area by Oliver Gorman of Glasher Farmhouse and, of course, Glasher House, well known over the years and a great supporter of our annual Peel. Olive, welcome to our programme. Thank you very much, Kieran. Good to hear from you. Olive, as I said in the intro, the tourism industry badly Hit. How has Lasher Farmhouse been affected? Before the 18th of March or the 16th, I can't remember the exact date, I don't think I would be able to talk to you at this time of the year according to my booking. But then with the lockdown and everything happening, it was a case of downhill after that 
cancellations, cancellations, cancellations. It was unreal. I looked at it with my mouth open, you see, at the mm-hmm. emails that were coming through at, this, at that stage. But there's nothing we could do about it. We, did, we were going into unknown territory and we just had to hold tight. Did you find right. that very upsetting? Like every phone call you were getting was a cancellation, every email you were getting. Did you find that difficult to handle? Not really, because we were in the unknown. To be quite honest with you, I had Australian guests just before St. Patrick's Day and when this was coming down the tracks and they were talking about lockdown and lockdown or they are giving out about Cheltenham and everything they were complaining about that it was closed up. I thought the Australian guests could never be out of the house fast enough. <laughs> I was nervous. I was so scared of them. Were they, you know, you know, mm. would I pick up anything from them? Would they leave yes. anything in the house? And I was nervous. And I, the government did such a wonderful job and I really mean this in, you know, putting us all in our little boxes, I suppose, Right, and keeping us in right. the spot and, you know, minding it, minding it, I would say, for a better word, that um, I took it so seriously. I got scared. I got scared of going out myself and meeting people, mm-hmm. you know, and I just said, we did, we just followed the rules, I You suppose. cocooned and, and kind of stayed at home. So then, when did you feel a, b- a, b- a bit of a green shoot? At, at what stage then did Lasher Farmhouse decide, yes, we're going to reopen? Well, I was reluctant to do it, being honest about it. I was nervous of meeting people again. And then some people rang me, and they had been here before. And I said, right, sure, maybe, like, kind of, if they're, you know, the repeat, Irish people and if they're um, interested in coming down to maybe I'd tread carefully and I had six people for the first weekend we opened and it was such a pleasure we got sort of we, we worked it together if you know what I mean and we had all these preparations to do beforehand you know the social distancing and putting up all the sanitizers but watching everything we had to um, abide by the Fort mm. Ireland guidelines and there were lots of those we did that I said if I'm going to open I have to do it right and we followed that and then I felt secure you know and after the first group of people left I was happier myself, you know, and I was able to continue on and deal with more. But having said that, I must say that I've enjoyed the month of July, meeting the people that I've had for years. Getting some way back to normal. Had, uh, yes, and they had gone foreign for a lot of years. And, you know, the lot of years have elapsed since I had seen them. And it's just lovely to meet them again, you know, and go back through stories and different Super. things over the times when even when Paddy was alive with me as well. You know, they would remember him. But uh, it, it's, a different, it's a different story now. But look, at, we're, bit, we're open. We're right, open. that's the main. As regards the awards of course this year you've won several awards for best breakfast and various awards over the years but this year you had won the 2020 award which was a great boost at the start of the year so that was a great achievement for you and everyone involved in Glasher House and then to find the lockdown but thankfully you're back up and running but the awards keep on coming for you and you don't just you don't buy those you work hard to get to achieve those but I thought when I won the bed and breakfast of the year for 2020 it was going to be a great year to remember that was a good number of probably <laughs> 2020 right. it would good you know it's one year right. we would prefer to forget Olive as regards the actual it will all be alright exactly right? as regards the uh, experience in Glasher House the beautiful area in our valley and I know you worked closely with Mary Wall in Honora's Cottage promoting the whole our valley what you have to offer what's the big attraction for your visitors is the peace and quiet? Is it the farming the and, 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 and being on farm or whatever? Well, the peace and quiet, uh, well, we have a farm, all right, and that's an added extra. But the thing is, you're out in the countryside, you're getting fresh air, you're, you're you know, you're not in close proximity with a lot of other people. That's, the, that's a huge advantage. Hmm. You have your mountains to walk, you're, you know, you have the knock me down, you have the Comra Mountains. You have lots of um, circular walks from Glasher as well, you know, and in fact, most evenings now after dinner, you know, in this lovely weather we have at the moment, I take my people 
my guests on a tour, my three and a half k circular walk from the house. And it's just lovely to chat with them and that they see the cows in the fields, the green fields, they admire the grass, they can see the mountains. They come along then to the cornfields that are in the neighbouring farm and they see the different things and Beautiful. just away. It's just lovely. They get close natural, to nature. Close to nature. And, you know, it's an experience for them. Nice. Some of those people have come from Dublin. They would know nothing but farming. And would most of your visitors, would, would Dublin be the main area? I know this year is different as regards farm visitors, but as regards really. staycation. Where would most of your visitors no. come from? Well, some from Dublin. Uh, I've had a for Wicklow, a uh, lot of repeats from Wexford, a lot of repeats from Cork, uh, that area, in the counties, you know, right. that sort of way. Galway, uh, I've had people from Galway side as well, you know, you know, all over Ireland, really, in the surrounding area, that way. But Galway would be the furthest up. As regards the well, ethos, again, as regards the ethos of um, Glasher House, uh, what's the secret of Glasher House? Because year on year, as I say, you keep on winning the awards, you keep on getting the repeat business. Obviously, you must be doing a lot right there with, with the experience. And as you say, a lot of the guests now staying for dinner because of COVID. But if you were to put your hand on it, what do you think is the key success of Glasher Farmhouse? I suppose it's making people feel special and making sure that they enjoy that, their stay with us. And just, I don't know. <laughs> what yeah. it is but we just look after them well I suppose that's the point well Olive definitely, definitely well. you have been indeed as I say you've been a great supporter of our annual auction for the uh, St Vincent de Paul and just finally before I finish as regards the farm and, the, and being an active farmer know Oliver your son and your cousins Michael up the road as well, or Oliver's cousin Michael up the road as well a working farm experience I'm sure your guests must really love that they do they do. You know, they, they, they're looking out at the cows that come out from the milking parlour. As I said before, that they come out in line. As, as normal, every farmer will know this, but they're in line in the pitch. Like, and, uh, well, the Americans in particular, they used to be fascinating. <laughs> right. They thought we did years of training to get them out. But, like, otherwise than that, the people, be, you know, they're just like being, they're sort of home from home a lot of the place, in, with a lot of the people yes. now. They're home from home, you yeah. know. Well, definitely, you're making them but, feel home at home. You're doing a great job. And as I say, the Nair Valley, you're, yourself, Mary Wall, down Honora's Cottage, you really put the West Warford area particularly in our valley on the map over the years once again congrats on your award of the 2020 Farmhouse uh, Bed and Breakfast of the Year and uh, Olive thanks for taking our call and keep up the good work out there in Glasher House in Ballymacarbury Thank you very much Kieran. Well, Glambia PLC, the Global Nutrition Group, has just published its financial results for the first six months. So to discuss the performance of the first six months and indeed to look at the impact of COVID-19 has had and indeed has ongoing for Glambia, we're joined by the Group Managing Director, Siobhan Talbot. First of all, Siobhan, how pleased are you with the performance in light of the global COVID-19 pandemic? Hi, Kieran, thank you. Yes, I would say overall Glambia had a resilient performance for the first six months, but we had a few difficult months there in the second quarter. I would say overall... Our response to the pandemic has really been aligned across three key priorities. It's been about protecting our people, continuing the supply of food and maintaining the group's strong financial position. And in truth, I think we've done that well because of the incredible effort of our employees with the support of our suppliers and customers. Through revenue, but profits were back a bit. Obviously, it was difficult for everybody involved, as you mentioned, the employees, the principal there, but also I, I know it here in Ireland with the suppliers and the, the supply chain and the, the uh, whole transport of milk from the farm to the plants was exceptional and the support that Glambia has got indeed the farmers have given to you Absolutely from the very early stages of the pandemic we've been very very focused on keeping our operations running and protecting the health and safety of all our people in the total supply chain we have had very detailed site protection plans at all our locations and managed that health and safety piece through a comprehensive set of measures such as temperature checking sanitation social distancing face masks and 
limiting access. And then at farm level, we've work, worked very closely with our suppliers where they've had the highest sanitation standards as they would always have. So never complacent about that here and I'm particularly pleased that all our plants could keep running through this pandemic. Obviously, the big talking point this week has been the worry with what's happening at meat plants. Obviously, with Lambie, with a section of plants right across the country from down here in, in Waterford Harbour with uh, Bellevue to Ballyragat and Virginia up in County Cavan. Obviously, it's a very frightening time for all industries, but uh, from a Lambie point of view, I'm sure the fact that what's happening in meat plants is really putting a word of caution up for everybody. Yes, I think everybody is validly cautious because it is very difficult to be definitive on how this pandemic will evolve. So really, it comes back to those themes that I said earlier around being very, very rigorous and very vigilant on health and safety of all participants, being very careful, increasing as we will continue to do all the checks to make sure that our people are staying as right. safe and well as we can possibly achieve. As regards the impact of COVID and the exposure for Glambia's markets, because while Glambia is headquartered here in Ireland, obviously you have operations right around the globe and also export to up to, I think, 130 countries. So obviously uh, the impact and exposure on Glambia, how difficult has that been for you? Well, overall in the six months, we actually grew our sales by over 2%. We had a good, strong first quarter and then a more difficult second quarter. And it's fair to say that we've seen some of the performance improve as we go through June and July. But coronavirus did impact us like many organisations and our adjusted earnings per share declined by about 17% versus the first half of last year. We did enter this pandemic in good financial shape as a business. We're very profitable, we have a strong balance sheet and we're highly cash generative. I would say overall our nutritional ingredients business and our joint ventures here in Ireland, the UK and US were very resilient through that difficult second quarter and we saw most of it in our international performance nutrition business was where most of the challenge was. Obviously there was a worry last year, the back end last year, performance nutrition and as regards your strategy going forward, um, do you see Lamy maintaining the strategy that you've had, particularly in the performance nutrition, indeed the nutrition area in general? Is that still the strategy, every step of life's journey and the whole nutritional theme to it? Absolutely. As we emerge from this pandemic, we absolutely believe that some of those key positive long-term global trends that drive our business remain intact. In fact, I would say our strategy is really aligned to those trends, whether it is about general increase in awareness around health and wellness well-being and the importance of maintaining a healthy weight, the importance of immunity, the importance of supplementing a good diet. We have a lot of capability across our branded and ingredient portfolios and our joint ventures in that space. Mm-hmm. So very much our focus will be on health, well-being and nutrition. You mentioned joint ventures there. Obviously from an Irish point of view, Glambia Ireland, one of your joint ventures with the with Glambia Co-op, Cooperative Society, Ingredients, Consumer and Agri. How well have they performed and how do you see the pressure on them for the back end? Yeah, the team have done a great job navigating all of the ups and downs. I mean, dairy markets move to their own rhythm and, you know, one has to be cautious about the drivers of dairy markets for the latter part of the year. So we'll continue to monitor that. But like the rest of the organisation, they've been very focused on maintaining strong relationships with our suppliers, processing all of the milk, maintaining great relationships with our customers and changing some of the rhythms and ways of working in our business branches as needed. So I would say a great job done by Jim and the team. Speaking to you last year, you mentioned about the uncertainty with Brexit. Now, on top of this, looking into the second half of the year, you have the uncertainty, not alone with Brexit, but obviously COVID-19 overhanging. So looking ahead to the second half, 
must be a frightening prospect for any group managing director. There's no doubt, Brexit hasn't gone away for sure. I mean, we've been preparing for the impact of that for some time now, and we have a dedicated group-wide team that looks at the business readiness across all aspects of our supply chain, how we go to markets, tariffs, regulation, all our people, etc. So we have a lot of plans in place across the group to cover those areas. We continue to stand up a group-wide effort to fine-tune the preparations as the negotiations unfold, and we'll be monitoring that very closely in the months ahead. So, as you would expect, very difficult to navigate how COVID will evolve through the second half. So, we remain cautious for the second half of the year. We have removed our financial guidance for 2020, but we are very focused strategically, and we're doing all the right things, I believe, to position ourselves against those key health and wellness trends. And I've no doubt that uh, we'll see good momentum in the organisation as we look forward. So, finally, what you're saying, really, while in the short term, the outlook remains uncertain. Overall, you're happy that Glambia are in as good as possible position as any company could be looking into the back end of 2020. Absolutely. We have a strong organisation. We're financially very disciplined. We have a good balance sheet and we have a great team of people. Siobhan Talbot, Group Managing Director of Glambia. Once again, thanks for taking our call. Best to look for the back end of 2020. Thank you. Well, before I go on the racing front, great week again for local Warford Connections Cross Channel. Kappa jock Tom Queeley had a nice winner again in Lingfield, while back at home, his younger brother Declan Queeley had another good week, settling winners at Kilbegan as well as a one at Ballinrobe for his mum Bernie with promising rung rider John Cowan at Ballinrobe, grand nephew of the legendary Nicky D in the saddle riding his very first winner, the first of many I'm sure. Well that's my lot for this week's programme. Once again my thanks to Sean and Ollie for all their help in putting this week's programme together. So from myself, Kieran O'Connor, it's goodbye for now and indeed best of luck before I go to all involved Tremors four day racing festival and hopefully we'll have plenty of local winners to report on next week's programme. So stay safe and I'll talk to you same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbeaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.